Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. come in any other way <laughs> oh my god <laughs> never let's learned just, let's just start over honestly <laughs> actually delete the whole podcast all of it it's all been a farce actually <laughs> yeah. i know that it seemed real but it was actually uh all for clout uh yeah this was a social experiment yeah and you got got so yep it was actually all for the money. Um, we've been <laughs> leading a, leading you all here just to tell you that thank you for providing us for this long. Um, and now we're just going to go and and say goodbye. <laughs> what an, an exceptionally long and inconvenient bit that would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If only we could make it as quick as the... Jana controversy, you know? Just two months in and out, do our fake Cloutrimony, and then just, like, dip real quick. Cloutrimony. That's what they called it. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's inspiring, actually. Truly. Wow. Yeah. Just getting fake married in, like, 106 degree heat. Hell yeah. Yep. Just send your, like, e-invitation via Instagram DM four days they, before the wedding. Yeah, here's the thing, though. They got so much money. You can get married inside. You could with AC. That's too hot. That's too hot. You could, but they did I didn't. wouldn't get real married in that heat, <laughs> let alone fake Oh, marriage. yeah. <laughs> There's no fucking way. No. If, if the person I was, I was going to be married to was like, hey... Uh, so it's going to be real hot, and I'm dead set on the outdoor wedding. I would leave them. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no one I would love enough to get outdoor yeah. married. No. <laughs> outdoor married? What the f- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get married to the grass. Um, like, <laughs> the trees. There's no way. The moon. <laughs> there's no way. I will only get yeah, married uh-uh. inside because, yeah, there's no way. Hi. I know how to, like, <laughs> bake my face, but also I hate the outdoors. And I also yeah. have a body that has grown up in the Pacific Northwest. 80 is, like, too much. So, bye. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, welcome to Into the Twilight, where I can't handle the heat and also haters. You can, like, back off. So. Back off, haters. And if you want to fight me, fight me. Oh my god. So, welcome. Good lord, what a weird introduction. (laughs) Leo season brings out a weird side of me, I'll be honest. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I'm in the old closet stewed today. Ooh. Um, which is a different change of pace. Bringing it way uh, back. Because I have a closet that I can, uh, record in. So we're here. Yeah. It's been a while since you've been in the closet. How's that make you feel? Well, hey. 
<laughs> I'm straight. Um, so first of all, <laughs> I am heterosexual. Um, yeah, no, it's you know, I it's haunting, but like comforting. You know, there's like sure. a lot of layers, right? There's it's a lot of it's meaty for sure. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Understandable. How are you, my dude? Um, I'm good. I had yeah. a lot of appointments today. Did a little Cute. old blood draw. Wow. So I'm feeling my truest, like, Bella self today. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, you ever know someone who takes the bit a little too far? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just, I, you know, went to go to the lab today, and I was like, the the person whatever the fuck they're called i was like just so you know like i'm a hard pull um but people have told me like my blood's sweet and she was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) it smells like strawberries (laughs) um she's like okay well you need to go so could do you think like i mean i guess you have you have more experience here than i do with this but like do you think like girls who were super into twilight back in the day were just like (laughs) got super horny when they were getting blood drawn or just like this is my moment like this is it honestly probably i hate to think about it but like maybe right or just to be like wow like it's just like bella you know what i mean yeah gross (laughs) that's so gross (laughs) you hate to see it honestly yeah but if that was you send us an email (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, this is a safe space. We'll only roast you once yeah. the show's done. Um, right. Yeah. That's, and that's for us, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh. See, and honestly, like, I'm a sympathy puker, and so even thinking about that makes me, like, want to die a little bit. Um, just because <laughs> the idea of getting my blood drawn makes, like, gives me negative ASMR. Um, oh, my God. But, so that's something the fact that your twitter display name is not sympathy puker is really <laughs> upsetting to me okay can i tell you a really gross story <laughs> yes. so this weekend um well it was this past weekend when you all are hearing this but um sure. my boyfriend and i went to a baseball game i just forgot what sport it was because i'm so good at sports um <laughs> yeah, i did sports in high school <laughs> i did i literally played softball for like 15 years and i was like what the fuck was i even at <laughs> um and so we were at the mariners game and like they lose every time we go um yeah. but they actually won this time so like fuck all of you um and <laughs> we were sitting like right on the aisle and there was like a I don't know. There was, like, a, a scene happening or whatever. What the fuck? I literally don't know sports anymore. Um, and Chris was, like, looking... It was a production <laughs> It was, like, a moment happening. And Chris was, like, looking at the field, obviously. And I was paying attention yeah. to the this little girl and her mom who were walking down the stairs. And she was, like, limped over. And I was like, oh, no, this kid's about to puke. And she couldn't get all the way down the stairs and just, like, yards on these stairs, right? And I was like, cool, this is going to be great. Um, And so the mom was like, oh, fuck, I have to deal with this kid now, right? Um, And so she, the woman, like, walks down um, and tells the, like, usher that's there, right? And the usher's like, oh, fuck, like, I have to deal with this. It's, like, 87 degrees out. And so he, like, radios to someone to get this taken care of. But until then, there's, like, 
35 people or something that are having to traipse up and down these stairs who, of course, are getting all of their food and drinks and stuff as you ought to do with a baseball game because no one's paying attention to the baseball game. Right, of course. So I, like, smack Chris and I'm like, stop paying attention. There's something way more important that's about to happen. So, of course, everyone is looking at their food, right? And they're not looking at the stairs because who else looks at the stairs, right? And so they keep walking and then they'll like look down. They're like, oh, that's a weird puddle. And I'm like, we are now completely focused on the situation or like who is about to fall because this is all I care about and all I've ever cared about. Unfortunately, no one falls. They're just like, oh, "Oh, that's weird. Um, But it's it's the only thing that's ever mattered to me. Anyways, it was best. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me. So you are I forget sometimes how much of like an evil bitch you are. <laughs> I it was the best entertainment that happened the whole night. Oh my god. <laughs> I just wanted someone to not like die fall, but just like but still the fact that you're just like, "Oh yeah, baby, it's coming." <laughs> I just wanted someone oh to just slip a little bit, you know? Oh my god. So that's that's my update. Also, I've um I've been hyper fixating on tarot lately, and it's all I've ever cared about. Cool. So, that's a thing. I don't understand it, but I'm very curious, so. Yeah. Um, Can we get a uh, fucking dude back then? I know! (laughs) I know, I'm, like, waiting to get paid, and so I'm just like, tell me literally all of my life secrets. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, We got a dense fucking news week. I know. Um... This past Friday, when you all are listening to this, is the 11th anniversary of Breaking Dawn, so I feel old as fuck. Gross. Very gross. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that was my summer reading going into high school. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Definitely did not influence literally every decision that I made throughout my high school career. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Very great. You know, you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we we have the most to talk about. I don't even know where to start. God, I don't either. I mean, I think we should just get the biggest thing out of the way. Great, let's do it. Case 2 was on the cover of Vanity Fair. And it's all I've ever cared about. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's... This is not her first time on the cover, I'll say that. No, but it's when... so good. But it's beautiful, and I, like, gasped, and I was kind of upset that we didn't get, like, a heads up beforehand, because <laughs> we're the prime uh, demographic here. The fact that they didn't give us a heads up, like, an exclusive, they didn't shoot us an email yeah. being like, hey, just so you know, was rude, first of all. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting, but I can't wait to grab a copy of it, because it's so beautiful. It's been a hot minute since I purchased a magazine, and I'm very excited to get this one. Hell yeah, she's wearing a beautiful, like, pink coat, and, like, also one of those fancy, like, Victorian collars. It's such a mood. It's, oh my god, what I would give- She's got her, like, mullet situation still hanging out. It's, god, it's so good. What I would give for this to have been Bella's look. Right? As a vampire, you know? This would have been the true look. But goddamn, I want that jacket too. Fuck. Yeah, goddamn. Oh, this photo shoot is the best thing. I love it so much. It's it's so the clothes good. are amazing. 
God. Yeah, the I love everything about it. All of the looks are amazing. The photographer did fantastic work. Um, yeah, I think my two favorites, if I'm going to be honest, are some of the like later ones in the actual online article. Um, mm-hmm. The one with the like suit jacket yeah. and the bralette really does something. And then the bathroom one is pretty amazing. So, amazing. God, it's so good. And then also the one I think that we shared on Twitter with the dog. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah, it's so funny. (laughs) I love it. It's so funny. Because that was like, I think 2012. So it had to have been like Breaking Dawn. Yeah, that one. I loved that. That was very good. Um, And there's just like a tiny Pomeranian. (laughs) (laughs) And she's in this weird like ball gown it doesn't make any sense and she looks very pained but this one she's like hell yeah bitches i'm here yeah i loved that very much um it's it's a beautiful profile i'm very excited to like get this in my physical hands and dive deeper into it Ugh, and like it really shows kind of like how wide scope her kind of career has been yes i feel like you know she's done a lot of stuff but like not a lot that's been like the the cultural zeitgeist necessarily yes um besides twilight um but they're like really great and a lot of times she's like doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes too and like i was watching the the video that vanity fair did in accompaniments with this being like oh here's all her the films that she did whatever um she goes through her iconic roles or whatever um and like she kind of started because her mom was, like, a script supervisor, and, like, she grew up in L.A., and she, like, had, you know, these connections and stuff, and then she was like, oh, shit, like, this is just kind of what I want to do for real. I love that. And now she, like, gets to do that and do weird stuff. Yeah, I I love that, because I think, when I think about Kesu and her work, I think about, like, yeah. very young Kesu, um, like, Panic Room. And right. then I think yep. about, like, sprinkled in of, like, Adventureland yeah. and then, like, Speak. But there's, like, yeah. that gap there where it's, like, I know she did stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't remember a lot of it. And so it was nice yeah. to actually, like, hear from her what is memorable. Yeah. Ugh. Plus, it's just nice to see someone ask valuable questions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like some of the stuff that... I see get pulled into our, our Google alerts is stuff that, I don't know, it just feels a surface level. And so it's yeah. it's nice to have stuff where it feels like people have done research on her and are asking questions that dig a little bit deeper. That's what she deserves. Yes. Yeah, it's nice to see that people value her craft for sure. Yeah. Which is nice. Ugh. She's what got some, she's got a lot of good stuff coming up this year that I'm very Ugh. excited about. So excited. So, very good things. Very good. Um, so we've got the Amazon Studios work that she's got coming out this year? Is it next um, year? I think it's doing its festival circuit in Venice, so it's later this year. Okay. Um, and then I think it'll make traditional rounds later. Okay. And I honestly don't know how to pronounce the Breathless actress. I don't know either, and I'm sorry. I love Breathless. I want to say it's 
I think it's Jean Seberg. Jean Seberg. Mm. I honestly don't know. <laughs> John Seberg. <laughs> I yeah. I honestly don't know. All I know is that from this indie wire piece, the photo gives me a lot of Peter Pan vibes, and I love it, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah, when you tweeted that, like, what if this ha- this came out in 2011 and, like, people were making little, <laughs> like, Peter Pan AUs and gift sets on Tumblr, I lost my mind. That's just, the, instantly when I saw it, I was like, I would have done that. <laughs> like, yeah, I could yeah. do that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I... <laughs> do it, coward. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um... I think while we're on case two, we should probably talk about Catherine Hardwick and then kind of round off with our pats. Hell yeah. Uh, Everyone's getting buzzed this week. Exactly. Um, so Catherine Hardwick, who I, I, cause I love that you mentioned this earlier, um, is being known as the 13 director, not yeah, anything everyone's else. Everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite film. Not uh, Twilight. Hardwick directed. Not Ms. Bala. Just... Yeah. Um, but apparently is Oh, I can't I just I can't believe I forgot about Ms. Bala. Oh my god, I think we all collectively forgot about Ms. Bala. It's for the best that we forgot yeah. about Ms. Bala. Um, is coming out with as it's described here on IndieWire, a patriarchy fighting lesbian Viking movie titled Heathen. Hell yeah. That is that is a title if I have ever seen one. I think the title was also originally, instead of patriarchy fighting, it was man-hating. God <laughs> but bless. people got upset. <laughs> so it was patriarchy fighting. But it's very good. It is it is very good indeed, and I'm incredibly excited about it. It looks like it is based off... Okay, so it is based off the Vault comics, um, mm-hmm. based by the same name. Um, and it looks very exciting, actually. Um, it's... Looks like it's based off of Norse, um, Norse com North Norse mythology. Excuse me. Um, And I'm I don't know. It looks kind of exciting to me. There's not much that we know about it yet, um, other than Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine Nine was like, "Um, "Hi, sign me up, please." And I was like, "Yes, please." Actually, (laughs) that is what I would like, but. I don't know. I'm in for it, so. Yeah. I am down to clown, as the kids might say. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, we have our last piece here, um, and I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on this oh. trailer. Boys, our, our sea boys are back. <laughs> the... The zaddies of the sea are oh, here. They are, and they're gonna give us their beards <laughs> and really just let them let us have it. Um, we got a trailer for the lighthouse officially, um, and a poster and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but finally, after all this hubbub, after it being at Cannes and after being you know in the little circuit, um, it's got a trailer. Holy and shit! It's great it looks super weird and i'm excited um and there's a lot of beards there are and a lot beards. of thick accents <laughs> that i love dearly um and just some hot fucking sea dads i'm very intrigued did you see the witch 
Uh, yes, I saw the witch. Okay. Does, does this give off similar vibes? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Like, I think, I think Eggers in general is kind of a little spooky and a little weird, um, a little non-traditional, um, but yeah, I think they're, they have similar vibes. Okay. I did not see that one, and so I, mm-hmm. but I saw a lot of people comparing the two, so. Yeah. The bitch. The, the, v- <laughs> the bitch. The bitch, as I like to call it. Uh, yeah, I, I am very intrigued. I do love a good lighthouse film, I will say. Yeah. Um, More just, like, boat dude films, to be honest. I mean, if you're gonna give me a film about two dudes, at least put them put on them a on fucking, a boat. yeah, put them on a fucking boat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Increase the tension there. Right. Just give me two characters going over some tiffs and learning about themselves, probably. And each other. Right. On a boat. Because they can't leave. <laughs> so, yeah. They can't fuck up too much. And if they do, then it's on them, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. they can't hurt <laughs> too many other people. That is the plot of the talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> it's like, oh, you can't, if you, if you, if you get hurt in a boat, that's on you, dude, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, I will, so I... Willem Dafoe gives me yeah. a lot of spooky vibes, so I'm very excited yeah. about that. And I, our paths doesn't usually spook me, and so I'm very excited to see yeah. this. He uh, had some like wide eye moments though that were a little like ooh. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I'm I was very intrigued by this. I will say, yeah, um, sure. there was a lot of Bean Boy talk that I was, <laughs> I was, that had my attention. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I want to know more. That's for sure. Yeah. So it felt very old school. Yeah. So that's that. Hell yeah. I want to, I want to see it. That's for sure. <laughs> I would like to see it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, but I will say, um, there's a lot that is coming out that day. Um, so I don't know, like, it's going to have to compete with the Adams family. Oh, shit. And it's going to have to compete with, like, Maleficent 2. Oh, shit. And Zombieland 2. Oh, fuck. That's actually great. (laughs) So, like, I don't know, boys. Yeah, oh god. Someone please help our sea dads. <laughs> there's um there's going to actually be a lot of competition that weekend, so we'll see. Shit. Only reason I know that is cuz I've gotten every movie that I've gone to, I've gotten a trailer for The Adams Family and for <laughs> Maleficent 2, and I just every every time it's just been like October 18th, October 18th. And so every time I see that, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Don't you fucking forget it, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's just been ridiculous. Um, speaking about not forgetting things, do you want to get into uh, these freaking chapters? God, I wish I could forget. There's, I mean, we're finally getting into some bullshit, but like. But at what cost? <laughs> but at what cost, you know? 40 years later, we're finally at some fucking content. 50% later. And stuff that didn't even make it into the TV show. No. Oh, hey, my laptop's at 69%. Nice. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Peak comedy. (laughs) 
Uh, Whoa, dude. <laughs> it's, like, so funny. You're just, like, too funny, actually. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, so we left off last time um, with Beck waking up Joe. Joe. What the fuck? I was trying to say Joe. <laughs> Some French-ass bullshit on his name. He doesn't deserve that kind of class. No. Um, and she was showering, and Joe was like, aw, no sex for me. Oh, um, mm. oh beans. Fuck. <laughs> but, like, no fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, we start off chapter 25 with the... The most that someone has ever considered a shower curtain. It is, like, truly psychotic. (laughs) I have, as someone who had to buy a shower curtain for the first time in their life a year ago, I never considered a shower curtain as much as Joe did in this chapter. I just bought, my roommate and I just bought a shower curtain, like, a week or so ago. And we were just, she literally just showed me a picture. She's like, do you think this is cute? And I was like, yeah, it's cute. And then she bought it. (laughs) That was our consideration. Yeah. But this guy, this motherfucker, is like, well, I've been standing in the Bed Bath & Beyond for 45 minutes, and I'm pissed. I can't find anything. I've been here for six days, because I'm <laughs> stuck in the movie Click, and Adam Help. Sandler will not let me go. <laughs> he will not press play. <laughs> He will not let me go. He's just saying go straight to the jail that's stuck in this bed, bath, and beyond. Oh, my God. I'm just a side character in his story. That is wow, what made me I did me not blame. think there was going to be uh, some click <laughs> references made today. Do you not think... Honestly, that movie fucked me up a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I feel like that's... Listen, I watched it once, I DVR'd it, and I was like, okay, Adam Sandler, this is gonna be funny. Uh, fellas, spoiler alert, it's a sad movie. (laughs) It is! And I was also like, is this, like, over two hours long? This is fucked up. (laughs) I just feel like I never expected to see Adam Sandler cry. Yeah. And when he did it, I I think something broke inside me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just... I was just not prepared. I expected Adam Sandler to be like me and like emotionally detached. And when I saw him break down, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Dude, I thought we were uh, one in the same. And then you, <laughs> what? You and me? I thought we had. Mm. Yeah, you were like that dude, like little Nikki or whatever, right? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, 50 first dates anyway, or Joe is paused in the Matrix or something. Oh, yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> fucking Adam Sandler kept, like, rewinding time. And Joe was, like, there just, like, debating fucking shower curtains. Um, yeah. To be fair, like, his concern, albeit a lot, is yeah. valid. Like, it sure. seems like he also saw Psycho too young and was, like, fucked up by opaque shower curtains. So Right. It's like, right, right. <laughs> Leave me alone. So he was like, I, he's having like a Goldilocks situation where he doesn't want an opaque one. He doesn't want a clear one. And now he's stuck in the situation of like, well, the middle ones have all these weird ass designs on them. 
And so he's having this, like, crisis of, like, there's ones with maps in a world, and he's like, ah, go fuck yourself. And there's, like, fish, and he's like, go fuck yourself. And he's like, there's a, just a map of Brooklyn? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> a snowman? What the fuck is this? It's July. Like, what? It's, and it's hilarious that he gives all those options and still picks one that is so much worse than any of those things. Listen. So he chooses this, like, I don't know, fucking Doctor Who, sh- like, super hulak like, deep cut, yeah. <laughs> like, of this police tape that says, police line, do not cross. Oh my god. What the fuck? Joseph, you're so bad at being a criminal. Yeah, it's like, don't, nothing to see here, fellas, just... <laughs> Just uh, a police tape. Don't worry about it. Just what? Just being a you know super prankster. You know, definitely not doing murders in here. And apparently, it's like the yellow tape is like crisscross or like diagonally crisscrossed or something on yeah. the shower curtain. So like it is supposed to like block your bits or whatever. <laughs> and so he's just like standing out in his living room, staring at back. Because she didn't close the bathroom door, which, like, I get it, right? You're trying to be courteous or, you don't whatever. Um, And he's just staring because he's Joseph. Yeah. Um, And anyways, whatever. He's gross. And he's like... I just, I would give so much to hear just for that one moment Beck's perspective <laughs> to All walk in being like alright I fucking I'm with this dude and I'm not gonna have sex with him so I'm just gonna clean myself and I'm gonna leave and it'll be fine um, and she goes in the bathroom and sees a fucking police tape and like shower curtain she's like well this guy's actually gonna kill me <laughs> literally because we find out in like two pages that his floors are sticky that's joseph joe fucking get it together come on i i hope to god joseph that you don't have carpet because what the actual fuck Um, that'd be a crime so we know sticky floors gross yep bad creepy creepy shower curtain not helping your case we know he has he has typewriters, which so should many. not <laughs> should not be a plural. An offensive amount of typewriters. <laughs> in 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 an apartment in New York, which is yeah. effectively the fucking closet that Cody is in right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like three cubic feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he his bed is made out of typewriters. Yeah. And then we'll also find out in a moment that he has a taxidermied, what was it, alligator or something? Like a crocodile or some bullshit? Yeah. Anyways, he lives in the creepiest apartment ever. Yeah. Like a fucking, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, Cody. You probably have. They're in, like, tourist trap um, towns. Those, like, um... Those, like, weird-ass fake museums where they're, like, two-headed alligators and, like... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, bearded alien. Like, right. he lives in, like, one of those, like, fake museums. <laughs> That's just his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he lives in one of those. Anyways. So, 
he's using this like opportunity while she's showering to like grab all the evidence that he has of stealing all of her shit. Yeah. Of like the fucking bra under his towels, bad place. Joseph. Yeah. Come on, Joe. Stuff in his medicine cabinet. Bad, bad place. All of the, basically all of the places. Taking all of the communal places that, like, if someone were to stay over, they would absolutely have to look at. Yeah, and also, like, all the places that you would open or look at if you were, one, if they were communal places, but also just, like, general places you would open and look if you were snooping. Like, not yeah, even true, trying. True. Yeah. Um, he's also apparently has one of her old tea bottles in his fucking refrigerator. And he Mm. says he kept it because her lips touched it and he wanted to keep her lips in his refrigerator. Joseph. Sir, we need to have a talk. That is the grossest thing. Sir. Sir? Stop. I hate it. Um... He also apparently has one of her bikini tops in, or like, on the backside of his door. My question is, Beck, I know that you have, like, school housing, but you're also broke always. How do you not notice you're missing this much stuff? Yeah. There's gotta be a point where you're like, hmm, I really, I had more underwear yeah. than I do have currently. I don't know that I've ever had enough bras that I right. that I could be missing three of them and be <laughs> like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, I know Those I are have. expensive. <laughs> One, that, and it's like, I have enough bras, but I don't have enough good bras that, like, if three mm. of my good bras were gone, <laughs> I wouldn't note. <laughs> like, it's be- over. Exactly. <laughs> I would, I would definitely know that something was, go- like, wrong. Right. Your boobs would just send out, like, a smoke signal. It's like something's wrong. <laughs> Literally. So, anyways, he is, like, doing all this weird shit and, like, going to his, like, freezer to put stuff in there. And then Beck says arguably one of the weirdest things she's ever said, um, which is, and like, to a person that she's known for, like, two months, but, again... Not that long, which is, hey, Joe, where are you going with that gun in your hand? So a little aggressive. Just a little bit much. Off the jump, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So she's in, she has a towel, so she found one of those. But, like, again, you're in this dude's house for the first time. Um, Okay, so she's, like, moving around. Again, floors sticky and dirty. Um, asking too many questions, and this is where she's, or he says, and you're picking up my taxidermy miniature alligator head, um, and it's just like, sir, why are you saying that like it's normal? Um, (laughs) you know, everyone has that. Yeah. Um, and that's not even the most normal thing to taxidermy, if taxidermy was normal. (laughs) Like, that's... Yeah. Um, and this is the part where Beck, like... Is like, cool, 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 I'm gonna go, like, scrub my whole body again, and then, <laughs> got school, gonna dip. Um, and... Suddenly that shower was worthless. Totally worthless. Exactly. And Joe is all, like, and you're all, like, clean, and I have sleep in my eyes, and 
I have no coffee and no eggs to make for you and you're all of a sudden gone and the only thing that I can do is sit in the wet tub and breathe you in. That's like, Joseph, boundaries, bud. Yeah. You're too much all the time. So, there's that. Um, that. Of course, he goes into work and he's like pissed off. Um, and he gets to take all that wrath out on Curtis, um, which he, I think he'd already planned on firing him because the fact that he gave um, Joe's address to Beck. Yeah. Um, but this scene is so wild because he's, Joe's planning on firing him and, and Curtis, of course, is like having a fit about it because um, yeah. he needs that money for drugs and like Netflix probably. Right, sure. Um, and then, like, you know, he's, I think, he's, like, young. I don't remember if they said his age, but he's pretty young. Um, yeah. And so this woman comes in, and, of course, Curtis, like, turns on all the things that Joe wanted him to do from the get-go. And so he's trying to be a, a great, great serviceman and being his job. And it's just, Joe's, like, fuming, right? Because... <laughs> It's like, it doesn't matter for him, apparently. And by the end of this, he's like, well, you're fired anyway, so it doesn't even matter. And this customer isn't even going to use the books that you sold to her. The thing at the end that I found was weird is Joe ends up saying to Beck in his voice, like, let it be known that I only punched him once and not in the face. And it's like, what? Like, what? (laughs) Hey, Joe. (laughs) What are you talking about? What does that mean? Yeah. Like, when when did that even happen? I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, I punched him in the calf. <laughs> I punched him in the ear and he passed out. Like, what are you talking about? And I killed him. Yeah. With one punch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Joe is one punch man. <laughs> Holy shit. Honestly, that makes so much sense. Fuck. Um, chapter 26, I think, is where it starts to simultaneously deviate the most from the show and then start to creep back into the show a little bit. Um, So it starts talking about, like, after the sleepover, Beck is starting to ask Joe to do more errands with her, which, again, is just Beck at this point. It's so Um, powerful. (laughs) I honestly love it. Um, I hope she never fucks him throughout the whole course of this book. <laughs> Me too. She's like, I just want to go to Target and Trader Joe's. <laughs> I just need someone laundry. to carry stuff for me. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and Joe's all pissed because he's, of course, horny. He's like, my dick hurts back. Where's my holiday? And it's like, I don't what? know. He's so gross. So they're on their way to Macy's in New York, close to Christmas, which sounds like actual hell. So I, I honestly, Joe, I get it, but still, um, cause they, she needs a gift for her mom. Um, but keep in mind that Beck is strapped for cash. And so they're like walking around and, and talking about her like grad school professor or something. Um, and finally they get to the he calls it the young sluts department. Um, when I think he just means juniors department. Um, 
And finally, they, like, get to this long line. And again, it's, like, Christmas, right? So all these, like, seasonal employees are working. Um, and <laughs> Beck brings these old-ass leggings up from, like, more than 100 days old, like, past the return policy and tries to return them, which is, uh, I mean, fair. <laughs> but, like, yeah. <laughs> that's rough to do to seasonal employees, <laughs> Um, they're trying their best, you know? They're just doing their best, honestly. Yeah. So, of course, they're like, man, we can't do anything about this. And she's like, I hate this place. I hate this store. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. Get me out of here. I just need money. And so, of course, she's all, like, pissed because she didn't read the receipt. Which, like, listen, it's coming from two people that worked in retail during holidays. Like, just read your receipt, please. Um, and so they end up going to, I think it was like the fucking, what was it? The dressing room. And Joe wants her to just try these on, but then they end up just like fucking. So. Could you imagine having the gumption to be like, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat my girl out in the dressing room. While there are people there, like, shushing us and telling us to get a room, I'm gonna fuck my girl in the dressing room in public at a Macy's. That's my hell. What? Actually. What? That, yeah, that's my hell. Um, the, I Listen, mean, hook up in bathrooms as much as you want, hook up in public as much as you want, that's your right. But if you're going to hook up in the Macy's changing room, you should go to prison. <laughs> it's just... I just that don't understand. Just be, that should be common sense. It's just... There's there's just juniors in there. Right. And families in there. Yeah. And the lighting is really harsh. And, like, right. people are just trying to live their lives. And I understand, yeah. like, you're obviously trying to live your life, too. Um, but also, if I remember correctly, they chose the, like, disabled dressing room. And I'm just like, can you not? (laughs) Like, nothing, nothing about a Macy's dressing room says comfort or sexy to me. Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. Now, if you were going to a, like, Sacks dressing room where okay. maybe they had a comfortable bench. Okay. May I'm now I'm not saying anything. But if I was It's on the table though. <laughs> it could be on a table at that point. But right. if if you're talking about a Macy's dressing room, it would have to be on the floor, and there's no way you would get me onto a floor of a Macy's dressing room. No way. Mm-mm. No. No! The, and that's that's how low the bar is. Yeah. Folks. And there's nothing that, as someone who frequented a Macy's when I was in middle school sure. and in high school, because that's what bougie was to me then, yeah. um, I think nothing would have been more giggle-inducing and also more haunting than me trying to squeeze my ass into jeans and hearing... Someone, like, because I think he'd said that Beck, like, screamed when she orgasmed. Um, Nothing would have 
made me want to die more <laughs> while I was squeezing right. my ass into jeans than just hearing someone. And they were also, like, in, like, the 34th Street Macy's, which, like, is the canonical, like, giant fucking Macy's. Like, yeah. Like, it's the biggest Macy's in the world. And there's a lot of fucking people that go there sure. every day that are just hanging out, trying to buy their clothes or whatever. And y'all are hearing some people fucking <laughs> straight yeah. up. Yeah. But fucked up. Yeah. Again, these seasonal employees just trying to live their lives. Bless their hearts. <sighs> I mean, Mary Cumness, you know what I mean? I get it. But also, fuck off. Yeah. But anyways, so Beck, like, gets hers, and then apparently she's magically better, um, because that's <laughs> how Joe thinks sex works. Right, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I've cured her. Um, and so they ride down the escalator, and she's perfect and great again, because <laughs> that's, again, how Joe thinks sex works. Um, and he starts to listen to her talk about how she needs a job because she's short on cash. Um, and so she's mentioning how she might work at Macy's or something like that and that they can see each other on breaks. Um, and they're, while they're doing that, they're looking at these like hats that look like Catcher in the Rye and um, that she's going to get one for Joe for Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. And then he's like, come work at the bookshop because that isn't crossing any boundaries. So she's like, oh my God, Joe, that'll be great. Um, but then later in the day, we finally get to meet Ethan. And it's been so long, but we get to meet Ethan. So that's oh, great. Finally. All of this was not for naught. Correct. Um, <sighs> so he's described as being friendly as a puppy. Um, and that he's like a walking exclamation point, which I love. Oh, yes. So that's very good. Um, and while that's happening, um, there's like an interview with him and Joe's also reading Beck and Peach's email correspondence where Peach <sighs> is like, Hey, you shouldn't work with Joe cause that's a cross of boundaries. Um, and so even though Peach is, like, obsessed with Beck, she's actually, like, yeah. making some sense. Right. Um, which is for the best. And so Joe asks, like, Ethan's favorite books, and so he's talking about, like, Lord of the Rings and American Psycho, and he's being incredibly enthusiastic about everything, and Joe is, like, so infuriated about yes. everything. <laughs> Like, literally, I hate the concept that you exist as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, finally, he asks, like, so, can you work weekends? And he's like, of course I can. I can work anytime. Literally, Joe, for you, anything. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Whatever shift you want. Yeah, he, in the book, he reminds me of, like, a minkus. He's just, like, so down to clown. Yeah. Like, ready it's to really do anything. Great. I love it. Um, and... Joe finally um, emails Beck and is like, so how about work um, starting tomorrow? And she's like, yeah, totes. And so he does remind her, like, 
that he, or he lets her know anyways about Ethan and like letting her know that he got another person so that hopefully they can have some time off and things like that. And so there's some of that communication. And then he finally, like, while he's chatting with her, um, somehow Beck brings up Blythe as like, they are complete opposites from Blythe and Ethan. And she's like, oh, we should totally set them up. And Such an unnatural transition. I agree. <laughs> like, it's so out of nowhere. We haven't talked about Blythe in so many chapters. And if then, it has been very minimal. Yeah. She's and all like... just like, here's this cool new coworker I got. He fucking sucks and is a loser. And she's like, now that you mention it, yeah, what somehow. If, what if you dated Blythe? <laughs> somehow she's all like, he's like the anti-Blythe. She crosses out exclamation points in everyone's stories. Cool. And it's just like, okay. Cool. Um, and he went and like chewed out Curtis for giving out his address. But then he gives Beck Ethan's phone number so that she what can pass it out. bitch. Honestly fake bitch so that's how this chapter ends so next week hopefully we find out some more information about chapters or about Blythe and Ethan in chapters 27 and 28 hell yeah brother hell yeah maybe we'll see we have our penchants and one of the articles that we passed up earlier was about Uh some casting choices what about using those for our penchants um i think that would be great great um so we found this earlier it was a yahoo piece um about controversial casting choices that proved fans wrong whoa 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 Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Wee 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 wee. Who's gonna be fucking Tom Cruise in Interview with the Vampire? Oh my god. This yeah, photo maybe. really does something haunting. I always forget how scary <laughs> he looked, but boy. Whew. It fucks me up, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Ow, ow, ow. Who's gonna be Robert Downey Jr. in Sherlock Holmes. Hell yeah. Shout out to Alex Bly. Wee, wee, wee. Who's gonna be Heath Ledger, R.I.P. As a Joker. So good. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Taylor Brown, Town Lautner. Braver than the Marines. Truly. Thank our troops. Um, Thank our one troop. (laughs) Our one troop. Um, Who's gonna be Daniel Craig as James Bond. Hell yeah. Shout out to Katie Weber. Pew, 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 pew. Who's gonna be, obviously, our pets as Edward Cullen. Can't imagine anyone else. Duh. All right. Shout out to Simon Steele. Yes. Shout out to our other troop. Ah. Oh. Our one troop. The the two guns <laughs> to save the world. Um, who's gonna be Renee Zellweger as Bridget Jones? 
Hell yeah. This photo is sending me. It's uh, truly chaotic. <laughs> Honestly, me at every sleepover. <laughs> just, just your legs propped up. Documenting everything so I'll never yeah. forget it. Right. Because I didn't have Twitter back then. Yeah. Wow. And the fucking, wa- the white wine was just like sparkling cider. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I have a fan fiction. Uh-oh. For us this week, and it was sent to us by half of our one troop, Taylor Browntown Lautner. What right. if it was fucking Simon Steele? Just, like, really like, to Honestly? <laughs> just I would combust. <laughs> Me too. It was just an email, like, a fucking cease and desist. He's just like, stop, please. <laughs> I don't think Simon has ever, like, interacted with us besides giving us money. <laughs> I feel like he's- And it's powerful- but I'm also frightened by him. I feel like he's liked two of our tweets in the past, oh like, God. three years. And each time I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I feel like they're, I feel like they're warning tweets. Like, they're, like, we're stepping out of line. It's like, you're on thin fucking ice, right? Okay. Um, so Taylor sent us this. It was, um, it's from the Twilight and Glee crossover section. Oh, yeah. Um, it was published in October, or on October 15th of 2013, and I want you to keep note of that date, um, okay. specifically the year, uh-huh. um, and this is from Mrs. India Cullen, and I, I want you to keep note of that date because we might need to change the name of our podcast because the title of this is Into the Twilight. <gasps> What? I know. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is right? I'm, I'm so pissed. Ah. <laughs> um, and the description of this is what happens when Renezme starts McKinley. Um, disclaimer, I do not own Twilight, Glee, or any of the songs used in this fanfiction. Um, all right. Chapter one, first day at McKinley, Renezme's point of view. My first day at high school, again, another year of being a misfit with no friends. My mom says that it might be different, but I've been to 59 high schools already. I know how it goes. Bye, honey, mom said, hugging me, the only way that moms can. Just as I suspected, as soon as I walked in, I heard two girls in cheerleader uniforms whispering, look, what a geek. Next thing I knew, I got a face full of slushy and was knocked to the ground, and his as if that wasn't bad enough, some of it fell into my mouth, forcing me to throw up. I was just about on my feet when a girl looked around. Uh, when a girl who looked around sixteen came over and said, "Hi, let me help you. I'm Rachel, by the way." "Hey, thanks. I'm Renesme," I replied, as I followed her to the bathroom. "No problem. I know what you're going through. Those Cheerios and chocks can be horrible. Anyway, can you sing?" "Not really, but I'll try." With that said, I sung Roar by Katy Perry. Oh my god, you should join New Directions. We're holding auditions tomorrow after school, and I know you'll get in. You could really help us. She babbled excitedly. End scene. Wow. Wow. He's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe we have to, like, turn over our podcast to the authorities. <laughs> yeah, um, Mrs. Cullen, I know that I don't think you've written anything... Oh, that's not true. She wrote, this person wrote something else in 2013, but nothing else. But 
I guess this podcast is yours now. <laughs> yeah, I think just have at it, you know. Um, but I'm like, free. honestly, I I guess it was faded when I said at the beginning that this podcast was over. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, holy shit! Wow, full circle, baby. Jesus Christ! Well, um, it's been a good run, I guess. <laughs> yeah, see you never. <laughs> oh my god! Well, as we say here in Seattle. Get bit. And get the slushied, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> this is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at Into Wild Places, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.